Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Pure Nintendo podcast. This is your dose of all things Nintendo. My name is Gemma, and with me this week, I have again my good friend, Kirk. Welcome back, Kirk. Good to be here, as always. As always, good to have you. And we've got a pretty big lineup again this week. We're going to finally close our month-long Halloween celebration, since Halloween is uh, very, it's upon us. It's the end of October. Um, We've been talking about Halloween, or sorry, horror-related titles all month. So we'll we'll culminate that with some uh, more titles and talk this week. We will also do a Mario Wonder update since we've had another week with the game and give our sort of more impressions on what we're enjoying and maybe not enjoying. A few other games that are coming out. But we also wanted to start off by saying thank you to our patrons because last week we mentioned we were at 99 uh, subscribers for our for our magazine, our physical magazine that we do bi-monthly, and we have hit the 100 mark. So I think that is a, a huge feat. And congratulations to you and the team, Kirk, for doing such a good job. Um, but thank you so much to our subscribers. And the 100th, do we want to mention last week we mentioned our 100th uh, patron would receive something special. I think now we can reveal what that is, can we, Kirk? Yes, um, our 100th reviewer, or reviewer, our 100th subscriber is going to get a Metal Gear Solid desk pad and coaster set. Nice. Very cool. And that, of course, that's just come out, right? Metal Gear Solid? Yes. Yep, it just came mm-hmm. out. And although we acknowledge that this is more for, uh, you know, like a PC gamer, because you're not setting your switch on top of a desk, mm-hmm. uh, on top of a desktop. Um, but Metal Gear Solid Collection is now available for the switch. Um, mm-hmm. So you can set it up while getting your work done throughout the day and let it inspire you to uh, hop on the switch and 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 play some snake adventures um, in the <laughs> evening. Awesome. That's brilliant. Thank you. And yes, thank you to all our subscribers. We love uh, reaching out to you with our physical copies every other month and we're finalizing our current issue and you should get it into your hands very soon. So stay tuned. Meanwhile, back to Halloween. Um, It's that time of year. And I just actually quickly wanted to mention, this isn't on our list. Sorry, Kirk. I'm I'm sidetracking a little here. But Uh Mario Kart 2. We're straying from the set list. I'm confused. I I haven't practiced this one. (laughs) the solo um and <laughs> take it trombone champ um we i've just been playing mario kart tour a lot this year as you know and i just wanted to say i love their themes because they do theme their their current tours which they change every sort of week or two and it's it's a halloween tour at the moment so the the characters look really cool they dress up in pumpkin head outfits and stuff like that the tracks have pumpkin they're littered with pumpkins actually that you hit for coins and if you collect i think 200 of these pumpkin coin or they're not pumpkin coins, but if you hit 200 pumpkins, you get a special prize. Um, it's really fun. It's just a nice little touch, I think. <laughs> so I thought I'd start by saying that. Been oh, enjoying yeah. that a lot. Yeah, it sounds fun. It's uh, similar to the Fire Emblem Heroes game um, that they yeah. have out at this time of year. They take a lot of the characters and dress them up in new Halloween-themed costumes, I, I should say. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of witches and, and certain things mm-hmm. like that. And, of course, they come with new abilities and power or skills as well um but it's a fun way to uh get some seasonal summonses in totally and i keep forgetting to go back to fire emblem engage actually oh sorry fire emblem heroes, heroes. right yeah. that's what's called cool. yes yeah. keep forgetting to go back to that and yeah it's actually quite funny to see i mean there's there's sort of a peach a witch peach which looks kind of cute but then there's like a vampire mario which is a little uh <laughs> oh yeah odd i suppose you know he's got little <laughs> pointy pointy teeth i mean he's smiling but what is he really doing? I don't know. Anyway, um, the first game that I want to talk about is a game that I'm currently reviewing, which is called Sunshine Manor. 
and it just came out earlier in October and it is it's really fun I'm having a really really good time with it it's it's a top-down kind of style exploration kind of game with a little bit of combat but mostly it's about exploring the premise is that you are trapped in a mansion on Halloween uh, you're a kid uh, you knock on this spooky mansion door to get some candy well, actually, you kind of there's a history behind the mansion, which I won't go into, but there's a history behind some murders that happened in this mansion. And so you, your friends dare you to knock on the door. <laughs> and of course, uh, you get sucked in and your friends disappear and you're left all alone in this you know, dark, creepy mansion that's run down and full of ghosts and other uh, interesting creatures. So you, you part of the, the game is actually helping the ghosts, which is really cool. So there's a uh, few spirits lingering who are trapped in this mansion and you have to sort of help them cross over. And there's a lot going on. It seems quite simple at first. It's a very retro-inspired kind of 16-bit style, but it looks really cool. There's a lot of blood for a cutesy kind of game. Um, mm. There's a lot of music usage in terms of when you're in the mansion, a lot of times there's actually no music and then something happens and it really startles you. So there's a few jump scares. And then when you actually help the ghosts cross over, you kind of get pulled into an alternate reality where you can see the mansion as it really is in this ghost land. And the ghosts are trapped and they're being held captive and you have to rescue them. And when you're in that world, there's lots of music and it's really cool. It's very up, uh, not upbeat in terms of happy, but upbeat in terms of fast. Like it's a, the tempo is increased and it's really, it, it's very striking. It's really, it's well done. Um, it's set in the 80s, 70s and 80s kind of thing. So it has that vibe to it as well. Oh, that was um, a good time for horror. <laughs> it's, yes, yes, <laughs> totally. So I can highly recommend this game for if you're looking for something different for Halloween, especially it is out now anyway, but you can all, you know, grab it if you want something uh, slightly horrific, but more, uh, it's cartoony violence. So it's not too scary. Like I said, a few jump scares. The other cool thing is this one I kind of had heard about already because our friends at Premium Edition Games, this is one of the games they're putting out in physical release next year. So if you're a super fan, you could even get yourself a physical copy of this game. But it is in the eShop right now. I think it's only $7.99. It's pretty pretty good price. Um, and I'm really enjoying my time with it. I'm probably, probably about halfway through in terms of rescuing ghosts. So I'll see how I go with that. It's not too difficult. You kind of have a life meter that depletes as you get hit, but it's very easy to refill. You have kind of this psychic ability that you can attack certain objects, but it's not really about the battles. It's more about, oh, there are some good boss fights though, to be honest, but it's more about exploration, finding keys, finding, you know, um, items that you can use, like even just rocks and things to throw it. I haven't worked out what this does yet, but I've just been throwing rocks at a rope and a clock that was tinkling has fallen. And I don't know what that's done yet. So I need to find out what this clock that fell down has done. Um, so it's really cool. It's really, really fun and interesting. A very different kind of style. And I, I'm loving it. So yeah, it's Sunshine Manor. And my review, hopefully, actually, I'd like to get that out by Halloween. So we'll see how we go. But it should be online very soon, if not by Halloween. Um, what are you currently playing for review? in terms of uh, Halloween titles. <laughs> well, I, I have a I have a Halloween title that's a bit more dire than than Sunshine yeah. Manor, <laughs> I guess. My, my game is called World of Horror. Um, this, is, this is an indie game from um, a publisher. I am not going to be able to pronounce this. Eastbrid Games, Y-S-B-R-Y-D. Oh, cool. um, 
it's it's very much an indie game but the the, the striking thing about this right away what you'll notice is that it's all done in basically one bit graphics we are literally looking oh, at wow. a black and white game that looked like it was made for the Macintosh SE back in 1987 or 88. Um, so you, you look at it, you don't think you're going to get that much, uh, but it, it's a very tricky, very involved game that um, it's, it, it's kind of, it's a bunch of different things. It, it has some turn-based combat in it, but it, it also has like some roguelike elements almost. It very much is exploration. Like you'll, uh, you're, you're, you're in this town where a lot of weird things are happening and you, you kind of have to solve these mysteries and the order in which you solve them sort of uh, impacts what you have to solve the other mysteries. Um, but it's, it, it, it's very graphic in, in, in the mm-hmm. horror. Like uh, the first one, there's a tutorial that if you ever, seen the uh japanese i don't know if it's a legend or or you know just some kind of strange thing that was going around the internet for a while about the slit mouth woman oh yeah Mm -hmm. she she kind of takes part in this like like at the beginning and so like you'll be going around and it's it's almost like a text-based adventure where you kind of like you know you can go into these rooms so you go into like say uh you're in a school and you decide to go into the library and it'll say, oh, there's this weird shape. Do you want to look at it or not? And then you decide <laughs> if you do. And it, it it can take away certain elements, like you have strength, you have dexterity, certain things like that. But, you know, it either adds to it or takes it away. And so the decisions you make um, will affect your ability once you get into combat. Um, mm-hmm. And combat may be a lot harder if you haven't found a specific weapon. Um, and then it's set up so that you like stack, you have like, let's say 200 action points and the certain things you do will push up towards that 200. And then you go, you find out what damage you did. You find out what they did to you. And, and then it goes back into it. Um, cool. So yeah, it's, it's very unique. Um, I'm not sure if I love it yet. I have to play it a little bit more. Um, and, and like you, I, I want to have the review done ahead of, Halloween, so hopefully mm-hmm. uh, play it some more this weekend, and then get that get that review published at least by Monday. Um, yeah, nice. But it it is certainly interesting. It's very striking. If you're a fan of especially Japanese horror, it very much caters towards that crowd. There are a bunch of um, sort of or not a bunch. There are some little hidden Easter eggs in it, as far as like uh, references to other movies that you may have seen. Um, so if, if you're looking something completely different, um, definitely give it a look. I will point out that even though it does have these old style graphics and, and some very basic gameplay, um, it's still $20. So that's something like to it. consider when you're looking at it. Um, but definitely at least give it a look. Um, provided you're 17 or over, <laughs> it does have an M17 <laughs> plus rating right. um, for blood and gore, violence, suggestive themes, and language. Oh, yeah, the graphics look interesting with the black and white kind of aesthetic. Yeah. You can still, I was imagining something different, but you can still, you know, obviously, um, you know, get across that, I don't know, gory aspect of horror, even yeah. in this black and white realm. <laughs> so, yeah, because yeah. they do a really good job. It's not like games actually were back in the the late 80s where mm. everybody's very blocky. They There's a lot of detail. People look like people. I mean, just... It's complete black and white, no no real shades of gray, but uh, yeah. they do a good job of making everyone um, look right. And most of the action happens. The screen is split up into a, a, a somewhat uh, convoluted 
user interface. And you could tell the game was very much designed for a PC because mm. pointing and clicking is the way you're going to get through it. So as a result, you're using the L stick to, to move your cursor where you want it to go and then hitting A to select what you want. Um, yeah. And there are some other interface um, items there as well. But uh, once you once you figure out the interface and, and see where you got to be and what you got to do, it, it's, it's certainly a very unique experience that does have some genuine jump scares too. Cool. Interesting. Do the characters move? Like, is it animated or is it all still graphics? It depends. For the most part, it's just static. Um, but mm-hmm. when you are... Like, like when you're fighting somebody, you basically just see the image of the monster and then you go through your motions, the screen flashes a little bit and then you're at it. But there are some very interesting and genuinely creepy cutscenes that they do. And those are really cool to watch with this, uh, this graphic approach. Cool. Yeah, it looks different and unique. Yeah. And I love the name World of Horror. It just <laughs> encapsulates yeah. everything, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and at first yeah. I, I didn't get it, but yeah, the, like everything takes place in this town and there are a lot of things going on in this town. So I guess it could be called Town of Horror because <laughs> the, the people right. living here aren't having a good time. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. Mm. I should have mentioned the rating on Sunshine Manor as well probably, but it's just T for teen, blood and okay. violence. It's not quite as uh, graphic as your <laughs> world of horror. Yeah, that sounds fact, very interesting. If you check it out in the eShop, just watch the uh, what what hooked me on it and made me decide to chase down this review is that uh, uh, the 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 video that they have in place on the eShop does a really good job of of showing the the creepiness um, um, of it. So if you cool. watch that and you're like, yeah, this looks like my kind of horror, then give it a shot. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that looks very cool. I'm interested to hear your final thoughts then when it comes out when you uh, come up for your review before. Or around Halloween. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. We'll have um, competing reviews. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be Halloween fest. Well, speaking of, I guess, um, you know, games and Halloween and all of all of all of the things related to that. I mean, one of the games that I played last year, I reviewed last year actually, I think I gave it a, a nine out of ten. I gave it a really high score. Cult of the Lamb, right? Which was um a, a very cutesy yet horror horrific game <laughs> where you play the role of a lamb who runs a cult essentially and it has uh two very disparate kind of gameplay elements one you're running the cult and that means it's like a weird version of i don't know animal crossing <laughs> where you just have to deal with uh different creatures and make sure they have food and shelter and beds and all that sort of thing and then the other half is this kind of battle element where you go into caves and fight uh, it's like a roguelike thing where you you journey through and get to the end and fight a monster or a boss and um, kind of unlock demons, I suppose, which is the main goal of the game. Anyway, point of me mentioning this, which is now a year old, is that it is currently available to play for free just until the 31st of October. So this this episode will launch on the 30th, so you've got one day. So if you listen to this on the 30th, uh, you have a day to jump on and play Cult of the Lamb for free if you have not already. On top of that, there is also a 40% discount. So I can highly recommend okay. checking out Cult of the Lamb. It's it's a unique gameplay experience. Uh, I was so excited when I was at PAX recently in Australia, um, earlier October, and they had a Cult of the Lamb stand, which I didn't see until late on day two i just hadn't wandered into that section and there's this huge black you know black and red um wall with all the characters on it i'm like whoa cult of the lamb is here 
and it was and they were just they were, it was a pretty light presence even though they had this big stand they were mostly just uh selling badges and and showing off the game and talking about the game so you know it's it, at the time last year at least it was um popular got good reviews so not sure how how many people have picked it up over this year of the course of 2023 but halloween is as good a time as any and since there is a sale <laughs> if you're thinking about it so it's a good time to jump on board have you played that one i don't think you had had you no no i have not no yeah yeah it was it took me by surprise it was um yeah it was very interesting very fun my kids played it a little bit it's not super appropriate <laughs> for kids but i mean the creatures are super cute. Like they are adorable. Like the lamb is cute. It's, I cannot emphasize enough the disparity between the cuteness and the, you know, the actual story. It's just, they've merged these two things together in such an interesting way. Um, so when we saw that there were badges available, we had to buy some, of course. So we got one each, the three of us. Um, there's like a bunny and all sorts. Anyway, Cult of the Lamb. Uh, another, well, there's quite a few sales to celebrate Halloween on the eShop. And another one that I think you might want to mention was Haunted House. Yes. Yes. And it's a game I haven't played. Um, in fact, I haven't even played the original Haunted House is an old Atari game. Oh, um, cool. And Atari has, I mean, I'm talking, I mean, Atari 2600, um, you know, from, mm -hmm. from back in the late seventies, early eighties. So it's, it's that old Atari has, um, again, remade it, um, into a much more ornate, uh, adventure game and this one is aimed at kids this is an e10 plus with nothing more than fantasy violence and mild language mm -hmm. cool um so it, it's on sale also which is why i mentioned it since we're talking about halloween sales it's a uh, 20 off for 15.99 right now through november 1st so the sale ends right after um halloween um, nice. But it's a game with, uh, it's it's kind of a roguelike adventure. It's got procedurally generated room layouts and, and it it's very, relies very much on stealth. You're, you're not fighting so much as trying to avoid the scary things mm, in, in this house okay. as you uh, go through and pick up the items. So um, definitely one to check out, especially if you're in retro games, you had an Atari, um, your parents had an Atari, uh, the would be a good game, I think, to uh, pick up for some light Halloween fun um, heading into the uh, holiday. Yeah, it looks quite nice. The graphics look pretty stylized, almost cartoony. And yep. have you played the Hall the original, the Atari version? If I did, I don't remember it. Okay. <laughs> it was a very long time ago. Yeah, fair enough. Yes, that's cool. Uh, well, I do. And we've talked about a few games that have been rejuvenated uh, recently, haven't we? Which is... This is another one to add to the list, I guess. I know it's not in television, but it's still something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And there's heaps. If you check out, um, there's there's actually quite a few scary titles online. There were a couple I did want to just kind of highlight, which one of them was Fatal Frame that you mentioned last week. Was it the same mm -hmm. one or was it a different one? Fatal Frame. Which uh, one were the, you talking The it was one Mask that I talked about, yeah. Mask of the Lunar Eclipse is the one I talked about last week. Yep. Yeah, that's so that's on sale. Mm. So that's 30% off. There's a Resident Evil. There's uh, Little Nightmares 1 and 2. Even something like Hotel Transylvania, which I assume is more child-friendly. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a Batman game. There's quite a few in the list. So every week Nintendo does uh, update its uh, sales. And, yeah, they're calling this one the Screaming Deals. And these most of them end on the 31st of October, the the one you just mentioned must be a separate sale, but yeah, 
there's heaps there. You can save up to 50% on some of these titles, even Five Nights at Freddy's, which everyone seems to be talking about at the moment because there's a movie coming out. Oh, yeah. Did that come out today? (laughs) I think that was released today. I think so. Yes, I believe so. Um, So that's, I don't know much about that. There was, again, there was a stand at PAX about it, but I kind of just, it was very busy and looked cool. People were taking photos, like, you know, there was a photo booth with characters and stuff like that. Oh, sure. Yeah, Yeah, interesting. Uh, Even Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment is apparently a thing. <laughs> we're going to call that a Halloween game now? All right. Apparently. It's 70% off anyway, whatever that is. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's maybe something for everyone. I don't know. Um, and, I mean, to help, you know, players kind of navigate what's out and about in terms of horror games, uh, you have written a very thorough article, which we've already published on our website, purenintendo.com, to cover some of the the horror there, sorry horror titles uh of this year right of 2023 that we've reviewed or yes yeah yeah and what i did here is i just rounded up the better games that we reviewed Mm -hmm. the horror games throughout 2023 um so again these are only the ones we played they're not ones that we say recommend over anything that we didn't touch of course but Mm -hmm. any horror game or creepy game uh, that we thought would be good for halloween that scored a seven or ten a seven out of ten or higher on our list Mm -hmm. is on here um, there are a couple that I've played. Um, they, w- one of the ones that stuck out for me is a game called Decarnation, w- which again is kind of like a, a pixel-based uh, retro-style game, but with a really good uh, psychological horror element to it, um, along with a really solid message. Like uh, it, it's you really can empathize with the character in this one um, as she mm. sort of descends into madness and doesn't know if this is really happening or if this is all in her head, a good psychological terror that works quite well. Um, wow. There are some uh, more interactive or like, a, I don't want to say combat, but there, there are some elements that are a little difficult to sort of navigate your way through, but uh, the story's definitely worth it sticking with that. Mm. And it has a cool style. It looks really neat, the, the the sort of graphic approach that they've taken. It's very, yeah. I don't know, yeah. almost, it's very cartoony, but realistic at the same time. I don't know. It's nice. Yes. Yeah. And they do a good job. Like the color is very vibrant. So it looks like it's a very friendly, you know, family oriented game. But uh, when she, when she descends into more of like the, the psychological elements of it, it it, it gets really, really freaky. Um, Mm. And, and I think that's all done very well. And, you know, like you hear that a game is like pixel based or has these retro graphics, but it's very detailed. So, you know, even though it does have that old look, it still looks really good. Mm, it does it does look really good and that's actually on sale as well gosh there's a lot on sale it's 35 percent off yeah they're smart (laughs) they know when people are buying these games yeah exactly (laughs) they do they know they know the timing is right um yeah so check out that article online for all of our i guess recommended reviews question for you kirk because you know i've mentioned before I, i i actually really enjoy horror movies not so much horror games even though i'm enjoying sunshine manor it's not super scary I don't like those fully immersive ones because I'm. It's too much for me. I like to watch other people doing stupid things in movies. But <laughs> anyway, <That's fair. laughs> when I when I want to watch a horror movie, I check you know IMDb for example, and I look at the rating, and I find that with horror movies, if it's sort of a you know five and a half or six or or more out of ten, I probably will give it a go. Whereas if it was a comedy, if I, a five and a half out of ten comedy, I'm like, eh, that's probably not very good. 
but I feel like I'm more generous with horror movies. Like a six out of 10 horror movie is probably still decent. Do you think that translates to games? Like, do you think, you know, we've said seven out of 10 and above. Do you think games, is there a little bit of leniency in the, in the grading system when it comes to horrors? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, and I, I think that does make sense, especially with horror, because if a horror movie is unsuccessful for one person, it's because that person didn't connect with what's supposed to be um, terrifying about it sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and other people could. So, you know, there are a lot of people like, let's say uh, I, I'm going to use the Saw movie as an example. Mm, um, yeah. I know that kicked off a whole thing and there are a lot of rabid fans who love it. Um, I absolutely hated everything about that movie, um, mainly because I didn't find it scary, but also because there, there were so many, like if I stopped and thought about it, I'm like, well, this makes absolutely no sense. Who designed this bathroom? Why is there a bathtub here? How is this person, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into detail because hey, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you're going to get me going. Um, <laughs> but, but again, I, that's just my personal opinion. I know a lot of people loved it. So, you know, if with horror, I think that if something does score like a five, six or whatever, sometimes it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that's not what people want out of their horror. So mm -hmm. um, I, I do point. think there is wiggle room there for, for these. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, we won't go into that, I guess. I, I quite liked the first one. I thought it was clever, but anyway. Oh, well, it's, it, sometime when we're when when we're not making people listen to us, let's have a conversation about that. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, so, okay, well, let's move on to Mario Wonder. So oh. this one has – oh, sorry, are we done with horror? Or do you oh, have yes. More? Do you yeah. want to add? Yeah. Okay. I'm, just, I'm enjoying <laughs> the jump from horror to, to Mario to Wonder. <laughs> Yes, quite different approaches in style. Obviously, Mario Wonder is a very new approach for Mario, and it is it is wonderful. It is, you know, not just fresh for for the series, but it's very colourful. There are talking flowers. Um, actually, that's one thing I wanted to ask you about as well, which I'm going to add. But yeah, basically, it's very different to <laughs> to a horror themed game. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, first of all, first of all, I did want to say that um, I mean, we know that the reviews have been good. But the sales are now coming, the sale numbers are sort of coming out. And um, I read during the week that it's broken some records in Europe. It's become, I think it's the fastest selling 2D Mario game in Europe. And that was after mm. three days of sales, which is really cool. And the physical sales data for Japan also came out. I think they moved um, 638,000 odd physical copies, which is a lot. So it was top of the Japanese charts um, for that week. Uh, October 20th, whatever it was. And I mean, I, I'm very interested to know how how many digital copies were moved and how it's sort of going overall, but that's a lot of physical copies. Um, yeah. What do you think about the sales data? Do you have any extra sales there or is that kind of it? I think that's all I saw of it. Yeah, Did you notice I, anything I, else? Yeah, I, I didn't notice anything else. I, I'm not surprised by it. I, I think right now there is a little bit of a lull in games. So anybody who's looking mm. to you know purchase a big AAA style game, um, this is it. And I do think they did a really good job of showing how fun it is in, in the videos. Like I mm. think I mentioned when we had the first um, reveal, I wasn't that into it. But then they had another like a five minute trailer that came out about a month or so later. And then watching that, mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I think I might enjoy this one. Um, <laughs> yes. So yeah, I, I think they did a good job of selling it. And I I also feel that there are a lot of players who enjoy this kind of simpler, and I, I don't mean the game is all that simple, but 
the the mechanics of it of moving and doing what you're supposed to do there there's not a lot of complex button um uh, yeah uses uh what sort of looking for mm. chains I, I don't know um yeah like it's yeah there's some games that use every button you know on the on the yeah. controller <laughs> this one is really just running and jumping and um yeah. maybe using a power or two but yeah essentially it's it is a simpler style and i mean that's because it started off on the nes which had two buttons right you could only jump yep. and shoot fireballs which also made you run faster that same button yeah. so <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly. and a, a lot of people who played the older games, they can look at it and say, oh, yeah, I know how to do this. I've done this. It's just mm. a prettier version of what I've done before. And, of course, there's more to it than that, but that that's more inviting to people who may not hop onto, the, like, say, the uh, uh, the Mario Galaxy games that, that just look more complex from the start. Mm. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, it's doing really well, which is awesome. I think the feedback I've seen online, the reviews, et cetera, has been very positive, which I'm really happy about because it – you know, and Nintendo even mentioned something about this because we've got a new voice actor for Mario and Luigi. And uh, I think it was Doug Bowser who said something like, you know, when he was asked why was Nintendo so secretive about the new voice actor? And he said, you know, we wanted the players to concentrate on the game. We didn't want to just dis- dis- distract people from that, you know, because it could have been very distracting. It could have been focusing very much on the loss of, you know, the the voice the loss of Charles, he's still alive, <laughs> don't get me wrong, um, but he's moved on from voicing Mario and co. And now we have a new actor, Kevin Agani. And so, you know, I, I get that. I, I mean, I, I don't think they wanted to focus too much on that. They wanted to focus on the gameplay. And like you said, that trailer kind of spoke for itself and, and encouraged people. Um, yeah, and I'm having a great time with it. I've been playing it a fair amount during the week with my kids and I even started my own profile on top of that because – you know, I also enjoy playing Mario one-player style, so I had to do it again because the kids are very much like pushing, let's push forward, push forward, whereas I'm like, I want to collect all the things. I need to get those three coins in every level. I want to, you know, <laughs> get all the badges. Um, so kind of two ways of playing there, but we're probably, I don't know how far through it we are. We've got three out of six royal seeds, so I suppose you could say we're halfway, but we've opened up a few, I think, all of the worlds. We just haven't finished them. So... I mean, do you know how you're traveling in terms of uh, percentage-wise, I guess, roughly? Percentage-wise, I couldn't say. We're not as far as you are. We only have one seed. We have opened up two worlds um, and Mm -hmm. and mainly have been focused on making sure that we've acquired everything that we can acquire in the worlds we're on. So, you know, Ah. if we get through and we don't have everything, we're like, well, Mm -hmm. it's not advanced till we can, till we're at least good enough to get, to get all these items. (laughs) So that's the way that I wanted to play as well. Okay. So yeah, I'm not doing it that way with my kids, but that's okay. That's okay. We are having a ton of fun though, honestly. Um, and I kind of mentioned last week after very few levels that it was pretty easy and it is, it does start off easily. And I mean, that's kind of the way it is with Mario games. The first worlds are generally straightforward and simple. And with a new game like this, I suppose they're teaching you different mechanics but I have to tell you, there's some hard levels coming up for you, Kirk. There's, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, there's there's quite a few that we've had trouble with. Not trouble. Uh, we've died, though, which hasn't happened previously because when you're playing, at least with other people, you know, you become a ghost and you can rescue them and you don't lose a life. So we've lost lives. Let's <laughs> just say that. Okay. Well, we've lost lives on the first world. So okay. <laughs> we're in a world of <laughs> heart. We're in a world of horror. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I I guess I was also 
uh, when they really, when they sort of announced the game, they showed things like badges. I was a bit, I don't know about the badges. I don't know if I really want help with Mario. I just want to do it myself. I've I've come around on the subject. I quite enjoy the badges because I was worried they'd feel a bit like cheating, and they don't. I, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this as well. They're really useful, and mostly they're just enhancements of like jumping or something, or getting coins from enemies, or uh, starting with. Our, our, and we'll talk about our favorite ones. But one of the ones I really like is just starting the level with a super mushroom. So you start big instead of small. That's really handy. <laughs> Maybe that is a little bit cheating, but I mean, usually you get a question mark early on in the game anyway. Um, do you have what's kind of your favorite badge and so far? I don't know if I've used enough. Um, I will say the one I use the most, so I'll say it's my favorite is the one, um, like you said, it's the jumping enhancement where you can float down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's largely because it allows me to miss things. I mean, and and not get punished for it. Like if I were uh, jumping and wasn't going to, to to properly execute the jump, it helps me get there. Um, sometimes mm. it makes me feel a little too confident. I'm like, yeah, I could float over there and find. I, <laughs> I I certainly did not stand a chance of floating over there. So it uh, yeah, it, it can come back to bite me. But that's the one that I use the most, and I think I'm the most comfortable with for now. It is really handy. Yeah, it feels a bit like Princess Peach's power in previous games. She yes, just kind of float. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, there's another one which you may or may not have unlocked, which is similar, and it's called the floating jump, I think. Floating high jump, which is a bit like Luigi's usual weird kicking leg jump that he does. You know, he kind of jumps in a bigger arc than Mario yes. in some games, yes. Um, it's like that. And so you can turn that on and you kind of have a bigger jump without the floating side of things, but just a, just a generally a bigger jump. So that's also somewhat useful in some levels. Um, the dolphin one is good for swimming, I guess. Like that one's makes swimming easier if you've had that one yet. That's a nice one. You just kick through the water. I haven't really used it much. It's annoying, of course, if you aren't in a water level that that serves absolutely no purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's what I thought about the badges too. You mentioned that it, it it's getting harder. Um, and I think one of the things we like is as we play through and we're having difficulty getting something, then we could say, all right, well, let's go back and try it with this badge or, or something like that to see if that does uh, facilitate getting mm. everything that you need. Yes. And has that worked for you? It did once. I can't give you the exact example. Um, I, I can't remember what the one was. And of course it was one we were playing with uh, Sam and he was the one who pointed out, why are you wasting your time? We got to go back and get this. Like, oh yeah. Okay. That would make <laughs> sense. And you know, then we do it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's just so many, there's uh, what is it? 24, I think. So I've only got, gosh, about maybe half of them which means I have a lot more to uncover and discover and, and try out. Um, yeah, so it's interesting because I know the game, I didn't feel like it was going to be a long game. And I mean, I haven't spent you know 20 hours or anything on it, but definitely, especially if you're doing it the way you are, going back and I'm, you're making sure you, you've covered everything. There's quite a lot of time to spend and gameplay uh, to, to, to do in this game. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Especially with all the uh, side missions, we'll call them, that, that you get to do yeah. instead of just pushing through the worlds. There are just a ton of challenges to pick up and, and try and get better and better at it. Um, some of them are like timed. You you could do it, try to get this done within like, a, I was trying to think what maybe it was 70 seconds. 
Um, oh, in order yeah, to get- that was, yes, another one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, executing all those to, to the best of your ability is going to take some time and some practice. So there's an awful lot to go mm. back to if you're a completionist along those lines. Yes, totally. We did that one a couple of times, actually, because the first time we didn't know, I guess, about the time limit uh, and what that would give us. And the first time we didn't, it, it was the first one of those. So it's like a, I think you have three kind of areas you have to run through and defeat all the enemies before you can progress to the next yes. area, right? Yeah. There's a couple of those. So there's more of those to come if you've only done the first one. Um, they're fun. I really, I'm quite enjoying these little distractions or what did you call them? Side quests? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. that's not accurate, but that's what I, you know, I'm a JRPG guy. So yeah, <laughs> the no, terminology that, sticks. <laughs> it makes total sense to me, honestly. Uh, I like it. I like it. And, you know, we talked about the Wiggler race last week. Have you done any more? Because there are a few to do. <laughs> nope. Just that one. Okay, we'll look forward to more of those. I think we've done three. So maybe each world has one, I think, or something like okay. that. Um, and they get progressively harder. But you know how each level has like a star rating? And, you know, early on it's like one or two, maybe three stars. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen up to five stars. So we have we have seen found some, some trickier levels that have five stars. So, yeah, there's – I don't want to spoil things for anybody who hasn't finished the game or, or is still working through it and wants – to find things out on their own. But I will say there is a world dedicated to uh, harder levels. Let's just say that. So, <laughs> and we have stumbled upon this world. So yeah, look forward well, to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't, I'm not looking forward to that. I'll get in and I'll try it, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the talking flowers then, because I've also read online, you know, some people love them. Some people hate them. I am fine with them. And I like that you can kind of, if you wanted to, you could turn off the voice. You don't have to listen to it. There's a few options there. Did you notice that? I was wondering, I didn't, I was wondering if you had the option to switch the language. Ooh, I think so. I thought I saw someone online said they changed it to Japanese just because it sounded, you know, interesting and funny to hear the flowers yell in Japanese. (laughs) I believe so. Yeah. I'll seek that out. Yeah, give that a go and let me know. Um, but do you find them okay? Like some people are just like, I hate the flowers. I turn them off straight away. Whereas I'm like, they're cute. They're, they're cool. I don't know. I don't, I don't mind them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. they're not interfering with anything. I, I, I don't think <laughs> I thought about them one way or another. Oh, there, there was one time they kind of like help you out. Like you run past it and the flower's like, there's something not quite right here. I'm like, oh, yeah. all right, what am I missing? I got I to gotta find something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I like that, but no. Otherwise, like they're you know kind of cheering me on. It's like you're running a uh, marathon, and you've got relatives or somebody just every yeah. mile or so, kind of giving you that extra push you need. That is a cool way to look at it. I love that yeah. kind of analogy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to think of that for now on because they do. They <laughs> cheer. Right. They're like, go, go, go. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I like them. I think they're cute. Yeah, they they should anyway. toss you a water bottle. <laughs> yeah, they should. Instead, we're tossing water on them, aren't we? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes we elephant. are. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, so you're not too far into it, but do you have a favorite wonder moment so far? Because they vary quite a lot. Um, and again, there's some hard ones coming up as well, but they're very fun and different. But have you, is the one that stands out to you so far? I- think so far it's still the one that we, I think we mentioned last week with uh, you kind of like had that herd of mm-hmm. whatever they were and you're jumping on their backs and riding the riding along the backs like that old uh, uh, Sunset Riders video game I used yeah. to play <laughs> at the arcade. Um, yeah. That's my favorite so far uh, still. 
Um, but we'll see what's ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that I enjoyed where you turn into Goombas. That was quite fun. So the three of us were playing and we were suddenly Goombas. Um, and you can run and you, can, you can't really jump. Goombas don't jump. So they have a very, very short jump. So you're kind of stuck and you have to kind of navigate the area as a Goomba. The enemies still attacked you. As well, some of them did. So, in particular, I think they're called Mormors, the ones that you would have seen in the trailer that open their mouths very high to swallow you, right? Okay. <laughs> they, yeah, and they run really fast. They're kind of uh, annoying, not not in a bad way. I don't, I don't dislike them. They're they're challenging. Let's say that, um, and especially when you're a Goomba because you can't outrun them. <laughs> you just a little Goomba who can't you can't shoot fireballs. You can't jump on them. You're just running. That's all you can do. Um, you can hide behind bushes, so you kind of have to run from bush to bush and hopefully, you know, get past these more moors. And that was probably my favorite. That was quite fun. The other ones I really like, there's a couple of them that do this where, and there's one early on that I'm sure you would have done where the where's, uh, star mans are raining down. The invincibility stars are raining down. Oh, I um, did do that yeah. one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the early one, I think you have to chase that skedaddle guy. There's another one later on. I can't remember what you're doing in that one, but there's stars again. And I just love running and being invincible um and it's just yeah it's just super fun yeah you know the embarrassing thing about that is when the level started and i'm jumping and i'm trying to get as many stars as these can it never even occurred to me that i was invincible i I thought the whole point (laughs) was this i gotta get as many as possible and then like wait a minute (laughs) why am i trying to avoid these guys yeah i can run into them now (laughs) yeah chalk it up to inexperience yeah yeah that's all good there's some really cool moments. Um, there's there's some, I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with these little creatures. I don't know what they're called. They look like mini piranha plants and they're kind of black and they just sit there chomping and you cannot do anything. You can't shoot them with fireballs. You can't run on them. I think Yoshi might be able to run on them, but Mario can't run on them. Um, if you have a star man, you can run across them. But uh, for the first time ever, as far as I know, you can defeat them with, a, with something and the something is a power block. So there's a level later on where, you grab a power block and you throw out these little black little nippy piranha plant thingies. They, they they get busted up. So that was cool. I don't know if that's a new mechanic or not, but I've never, maybe I've never been put in a situation where I've had a power block and I've had these little creatures next to a power block. So that was kind of fun as a Mario fan who's been playing Mario for many years and, and always hated those little black little dudes because you can't, you just can't do anything with them. Anyway, that was uh, something I enjoyed. Um, cool. And there are a lot of, yeah, I thought it was cool. There's a lot of new enemies. So I've mentioned the Mormors, the Skedaddles. Is there has there been any that have stood out to you for better or worse? Like, do they annoy you? Do you like them? What's your thoughts? You know, the things I I, I don't like because it takes me a minute to figure out how to get them. It's like they're giant um, onion stalks or, or, or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, like mm-hmm. with the, or like <laughs> mushrooms, just elongated mushrooms. They're very tall. Yes. Um, and they were the ones that were giving me so much trouble um, when I was uh, racing the centipede guy, uh, <laughs> yes. getting stuck behind them. And if you touch him, you die. Like maybe if, I think if you hit him on top, then you're okay. But if you run into the yeah. spot, then then, mm-hmm. then you die. So they're very annoying to get around. They come in too many different sizes. And mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say they're and, my least favorite so far. Yeah. Yeah. I could agree with that one. And are they um, new to this game or is there, there something that's been around before? I believe they're new. Yeah. They're like the really tall, thin things, right? And are you yes. also tall and thin at this point or no? Because there's a level uh, where you become tall and thin. I think it's another wonder. 
power. That may be another wonder. I think I was just normal sized when I, mm. at least during the race in a couple areas yeah. where I may have encountered them. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they serve their purpose. I guess they're there to make things tricky for us. Um, yes. The other one that is kind of tricky, I suppose, is there's a bird. What is it called? The condart, I think, which darts down uh, or across, actually. Um, they just like they look like darts. They're birds, but they look like darts. And they, you know, just fall from the sky or from the ceiling and just hit the ground. So you have to kind of watch for them or they go across. There's sometimes um, you have to navigate a level where you're kind of going up a, I don't know, like a mine or something, but the condarts go across and you actually can jump on them. But then they, I think they respawn because you kind of need them sometimes to to jump up really to reach other levels. So they're interesting, but <laughs> they're a little, sometimes a little tough to avoid. Yeah. You might you may not have come to those yet, but you'll see them okay. soon. Well, now I'm prepared. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Be prepared. Um, <laughs> have you made it to the drill power-up yet? Because I think last week we did talk about the elephant suit. And had, had we reached the bubble suit last week? Maybe just? Uh, I think you have. I had not. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think I have yet. Or if I have, I didn't use it. Okay. Yes. Well, I've got all three now. And I have to admit, for me, because in the trailer I was a bit like, eh, the bubble suit looks kind of meh. <laughs> uh, it's really cool and very useful, actually, especially in multiplayer mode. You might want to try this with your family because if you have the bubble suit, you can jump off the bubbles, obviously. And when there's like two or three or four of you, it gives you more chances to get across gaps or past enemies if one of you makes it then you kind of all make it right so <laughs> it's a little uh, somewhat easier with multiplayer but yeah the bubble power up is um more fun than i expected i suppose i could say uh and the drill power up is really fun we did try that during the demo i suppose and we've seen it in the trailer but yeah if you get your hands on the bubble suit i would love to know if you agree with that all right i'll make it <laughs> <Yeah>. my mission <laughs> Um, and we kind of talked about the easiness of it. I think I'm going to retract what I said last week that I was thinking it was too easy because it's not. <laughs> Some levels are very easy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, you may or may not have noticed this also, but some wonder effects are over very quickly and I feel like I would like them to go on a bit longer. So, uh, and there's a couple of boss fights. I guess I would say I'm maybe disappointed in the boss fights and you probably haven't reached you would have fought Bowser Jr. Yes. Right? Yeah, yes. we did beat him. And he was fine. But there's another boss fight you'll do. I won't say what it is um, for spoilers, but it seems hard. And then it, it's actually really easy once you know what to do. So <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed that it didn't last longer, I, I guess, is my feedback. But it's still, it looks great and the mechanics are great and it's fun. It's just quite simple. And maybe that is because there are three of us, so we have three chances to do the thing we need to do to defeat this boss. Whereas if it's one person, there's no one to bring you back to life, right? So, yeah, might be different. Okay. Um, yeah, my only kind of gripe, I suppose. And it's not really even a gripe. It's just some sometimes it finishes sooner or quicker than I would like. But there's plenty to do, like I said, and I'm definitely enjoying my time with it. But do you have any... I mean, at this kind of early stage, any gripes that you have found? I don't know if I would call this a gripe um, so much as an observation. I, I think mm -hmm. I played it on my own and, and it was fine. I, I had fun with it. I, I played it with just my wife, just two people. And I thought that was perfect. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're able to communicate. We're on the same page. We're moving around. Um, there's not so much going on that it gets too confusing or like losing track of who's who or what's going on. Um, when we did it with three, and I've mentioned this a few times, just because Sam plays it differently from us, um, <laughs> that it started to get a bit disjointed. Um, mm-hmm. the, the actual gameplay of it, and of course, that's on us. It's not on the game. But I, I think that once you start to get three people, four people, there's so much going on in so many different directions people can go to do different things that I can't even imagine that it's it's going to be as easy to do with that many people mm-hmm. because there's too much separation. You're jumping to get somewhere. Someone doesn't uh, stops the screen from moving. So you end up getting caught yeah. in fall because you weren't able to go forward. And that kind of happens all the time. And then yes. it just becomes a, why are you doing get up here? Um, you know, not that our, our family's fighting. We're a very chill group of people, the Heiners. Um, but uh, it, it sort of loses its multiplayer uh, fun for us if you get too many players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's a fair point. And we've struggled a little bit. Uh, we're used to playing Mario with, with three players uh, or even four players when we have a fourth player. But currently it's just my kids and myself and there's three of us. and we have had issues where my eldest uh, likes to forge ahead. I like to explore every nook and cranny. And if he's and I don't, I don't know who gets the crown in the games because that seems to change. And the, and the crown on the player's head means the screen moves with them. But it's not player one. It's it seems to vary depending on. Yes, yeah, I've noticed something. that too. I, I can't figure out what it is. I know if you if you have the crown and then you die or become a ghost, you lose that, and someone else becomes the the crowned um, hero, but I don't know what else, whether it's how many coins you collect or how well you've done in the previous level. <clears throat> Not sure. But anyway, we, the last time we played, which was probably two days ago, we did a lot better. We were communicating much more. We were uh, waiting for each other and helping each other out a lot more. Um, so it seemed to work. <laughs> it just works a lot better when you're playing that way. It's uh, I think it's meant to be done that way because it's not really, a competitive it can be played competitively but it's not it's it's nowhere near as much fun like i find it quite frustrating <laughs> when someone goes ahead i'm like wait stop i'm about to fall off the edge stop 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 or i want to see what's up there it looks like there's a secret you know so yeah and then you try to go back and you can't <laughs> yeah exactly so i've definitely noticed that as well and that is a good observation um yeah so two probably is a good balance i haven't played two very much because it seems to always be the three of us or me. <laughs> oh, so, you know, yeah. one thing I do like about the way they do that, though, we t- since we, we mentioned going back, is that you're, you're passing and you see that there's something you're supposed to get and you're sitting there for a minute trying to figure it out. And then mm-hmm. you go forward just like half a screen and something happens that causes whatever you were wasting your time trying to get to suddenly now be completely available to you. <laughs> um, yes. I, I, I like the way the game teases you like that throughout. Mm, yes, definitely. Uh, and you'll be pleased to know I did move some pipes because you mentioned last week you moved pipes. Ah, and I yes. Had not had not done that. That's super fun. And what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought there. But no, I did move the pipes. That was cool. I think it's you know. Have you played any levels where you're actually in the background or the foreground as opposed to that kind of middle play area? Yes, I've gone to the background. I didn't do anything to to, to come up into the foreground. In fact, that was one of my my favorite early discoveries was seeing like, oh, there are pipes back there. That'd be fun to, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you go in a pipe and you're in the clear back of the screen. 
um, yes, while, while the other what... person was was in the front. How how cool would that have been to play on the 3DS? Oh yeah, oh that would have been very cool actually. Yeah, I would have loved that. Um, there's a few more of those, so you'll see a few more where you get to go into the background. I've only seen one foreground, and I believe it was during a wonder event, but it was optional. You didn't have to do that. It just I think it was a pipe that I randomly went down and I appeared in the foreground. Um, that was really cool, though. It was like a nice little surprise. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm in the foreground. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I have to admit, even though it's fairly, I mean, Mario, I think Paper Mario has done that before where they've had the background kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It does remind me of, I think, Mutant Muds. Is that what it's called? That platformer game from, uh, they had that foreground. They had that three levels of uh, areas quite a bit in their platformers back on the DS or 3DS. I can't remember. Um, so it reminds me of that a little bit. But it's really cool. It's a really neat feature that I really like. Any other comments on Super Mario Brothers Wonder from you? I don't think so. I need to dig into it more. I am going to be reviewing it. So now that I've uh, <laughs> wrapped up some other reviews that I had before that one came in and I'm, I'm pushing mm. through those and can dedicate more time, then I'll I'll play it with earnest. Um, so I'm, I'm sure I'll have much more <laughs> to say next week. Sounds good. Um, well, I mean, we're almost at the end of the show. There are a couple of other little titles that have been in, out this week that we wanted to highlight. One being Mario Party 3, which is now available on the Nintendo Switch Online. So this is a Nintendo 64 title originally. Uh, I don't remember. We were And we were talking about this before the show, but I don't remember if I've actually ever played this <laughs> ever, like on the N64 or not. Um, all the early Mario parties kind of blend into one for me because I really didn't get into it until probably Mario Party 8, like properly. Do you remember Mario Party 3 at all? I, that's not one I played, but since my first uh, Nintendo system was the GameCube, um, then uh, I mm-hmm. think the first one I played would have been Mario Party 5 or 6. I think it was 5. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, yeah, I, I need to go back. and uh, uh, And I do like the Mario parties, although... You know, they're kind of um, up and down as, as far yeah. as how much I like them. Um, there oh, yeah. hasn't been one I've ever hated. So, yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll bust this out sometime and play through it. Uh, mm. You know, at yeah, least for one fun. big party evening. Yeah, definitely. Um, they're all good. They, they are good. They're, they're different. They are a bit up and down, like you said. The mechanics, they change a little bit or some are very easy or hard or the AI can be annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, I think maybe it's more fun with four people as opposed to like two and two AIs or something like that, or three and one AI. We always kind of gang up on the, on the computer character. If it's like the three of us playing in a four player game, we'll give it someone we don't like. Like, I don't know. It sounds mean, but Waluigi, I don't know why. (laughs) Make him a, (laughs) dislike Waluigi, but he's just, he looks villainous. So we get, we make him someone we don't love. Like we would make it Yoshi, someone cute, right? We make it someone who we don't mind beating. Uh, <laughs> makes sense. Okay, that's and and of course, I almost always pick Waluigi when he's available. Oh, do you? Oh, cool. Yeah. I know there are some people who love Waluigi, so nothing against Waluigi. I'm a fan. Uh, <laughs> he just happens to be our go-to <laughs> if he's no, available that's... in my party. Yeah, <laughs> totally fair. Wario would be the other one, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> um, another title that came out this week, or is it out? I think it's just come out. If not, it's out very shortly is Dave the Diver. I'm just going to check the date on that one. I think it's available now. Yes, it is. So, excuse me. So this was one that was kind of part of uh, the Nintendo Direct that we had. Was it in 
September? I don't know. Uh, yeah, one of the games is the yeah, and it's coming out to the Switch. I think it's a PC game first, like a Steam game that's now on the Switch, and then it will hit other consoles. But Switch is kind of the first exclusive console release of this game, and it looks super interesting. It's always um, it's been highly praised on the PC. Um, and I will be doing a review on this one. I haven't had a chance to start it yet. I've only just um, got this one recently, but I will be checking it out in more detail. I did check out the demo, so I have got some experience. It's um, it's a mix of genres, I suppose, because you're an underwater explorer. You catch fish and make sushi, and so there's menus to be created and restaurants to run and uh, exploration to be done underwater. So it, it's very interesting kind of mash of ideas um and yeah like i said it's been highly praised previously so i'll see how the switch version pans out but that's another one that just come out uh, on the eShop. so if you were waiting for that one uh, it's available now if you liked the demo you might want to grab the full release otherwise feel free to wait for our, our review <laughs> impending did you movie. did you play the demo at all yeah i did i didn't finish it but i did did give it a go. Yeah. Okay. Did does it do a it? good job? I, I, I haven't. I was wondering if it does a good job of really setting up just um yeah, like how the different elements of gameplay come together because after after watching the trailer and reading it, it's hard for me to even wrap my head around how these elements come together. So yeah, I would like to know totally. if the demo illustrates that effectively. Yeah, I mean it is a good intro to the game. Um like I said, I haven't finished it, but you know, you do meet people and there's a lot of talking and stuff and it's interesting. It's just such a, and I mean, the style is also very unique. You know, it's kind of that, I don't know if it's cell shaded, it's very animated, um, but kind of that flat animation. I don't know how you describe it. It looks really cool though. Yeah, I think it does give you a good intro to what to expect um, without sort of being too much, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but we'll see how the full game uh, lives up to that kind of reputation that it's already <laughs> that precedes it. Yeah. Uh, anything else out this week that we wanted to highlight, or is that just about it? What else? There's a, I mean, there's always a long list of games, but those ones stood out. I know there's uh, Just Dance 24 is out, which is always a big one. I think we somehow end up playing that on Christmas um, Day after our big Christmas lunch. We some, seem to be – someone has got Just Dance of the year, and we do some dancing. So. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think you, you know how I feel about those games where I don't like the music that's included. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it, it's hard for me to get yeah. up and dance to songs I, I don't like. <laughs> but speaking of getting up and dancing, mm -hmm. um, there is a new Hello Kitty rhythm game that just came oh, yes. out mm -hmm. um, that I, I, I think I'm going to be reviewing, not because of a love for Hello Kitty so much, but because I, I tend to enjoy rhythm games. It's Hello Kitty and Friends Happiness Parade, I believe mm -hmm. is what it's called um so and that it it does involve uh motion with the joy con as well so you can get up and move instead of just hitting buttons as you're apparently walking through this parade so you know, <laughs> there, there's an option for you too <laughs> yeah that sounds super cute i'm looking forward to hearing what you think about that one actually because it's been one that's been um i think it was postponed a little bit so yes uh, <laughs> i'm sorry yeah, again and every week yeah, Who sorry. better to, re to review a Hello Kitty game than a, a, a 50-year-old man with, with kids in college <laughs> and nobody even old enough to really follow Hello Kitty? Yeah, that's true. Yes, and, I mean, it goes uh, completely opposing our horror theme that we had at the beginning of the show. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I guess it depends on how you look at it. 
I mean, yeah, the sure, Teletubbies sure. weren't horror, but they could be if you looked at it a certain way, right? <laughs> yeah. They were certainly jarring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, I have to say, sorry, if you if you hear these loud noises in the background, my dog is once again snoring on my lap. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Perfect. We we should make that like some kind of theme or an intro. That's our, our calling oh, card. Oh, we should. Snoring dog. Yeah. Every week without fail. And she when she jumped on my lap, I'm like, oh, please don't snore, but here we are. No, that's uh, when we know to wrap it up. <laughs> we do. Yes. Was there anything else you wanted to mention before we do wrap things up? No, no. No, I think uh, the snoring was perfectly timed. <laughs> yes. Her name is Lego, by the way, which is, Lego. I think, a, Lego nice. the dog. Yeah. Very cute. Because we love Lego. Um, the toy as well as the dog. So thank you, <laughs> listeners, for joining us again this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, as we said at the beginning, we do have a, a magazine that we love putting out every other month. You are not too late to jump on board for this month's edition. If you head on over to patreon.com slash Nintendo, you can grab yourself a copy and support us. Um, if you like what you hear, please also, <laughs> there's the snoring. If you like what you hear, uh, please give us a review on any of the podcasting channels or on YouTube. We'd love to have your support there as well. Leave us a comment. If you ask us a question on YouTube, we will answer it in the following week. Also, I have to mention quickly before we go, we're going to take a break next week, actually. So we will be back in two weeks. Next week is a week off for us. So, yeah, we'll see everyone again in two weeks' time with another episode of the Pure Nintendo Podcast and all things Nintendo. Thank you, Kirk. Thank you, listeners. Until next time, game on, everybody. Bye.